Hey, 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 what's happening, folks? Pete Davidson here, as always, on the Rotobomb Podcast, a little Jimmy bringing us in. Been too long since we uh, loaded up with some Jimmy. Um, hey, sorry, I've been away for the last couple days. Um, it's funny, when we signed off last time I was here, I, I thought the draft was going to move and we'd be done with the draft in a couple days. As it turns out, um, the last couple rounds, the ones that really don't, well, it, 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 the ones that don't matter as much, at least in some sense, um, sometimes that's where you really kick it, is in the later rounds, but um, they took a long time. So, um, you know, we were, gosh, we were in the third round um, on like the third and this thing didn't finish until the seventh. So, um, yeah, people get a little less interested in making their picks. Um, it's a really long clock. Uh, people are marketing their picks and whatnot. So it gets a little annoying when people are sitting there on the clock in, like, the fifth round hoping for a deal. It's like, really, dude? Come on. But anyway, uh, I'm not naming names. <laughs> and maybe I'm just upset that I was, like, never on the clock the whole, <laughs> the whole freaking draft. Um, anyway, it's it's funny so up until, uh, I think the last pick we talked about um, when we were last together, uh, the Dynasty Nerds at 306 took uh, Luke Schoomaker, who you guys know I like. Um, and then after that, at, at this point, I have not made a pick. So we're talking three and a half rounds, and I'm just sitting there watching. Um, lots, taking a lot of pain. I mean, let's just, just for kicks and giggles, what are the ones that really hurt? Um... Seeing Rasheed Rice go at 213 was painful because uh, I wanted him. Um, that was really the one that hurt. Just he was on the board so long. Um, but let's let's get into some of these picks that uh, that have happened. The, the, obviously, the draft is over now. I did end up making five picks. We'll talk about them. None of them are high value picks. Um, it, we're we're in the middle of the third round now. I'm going to start going through picks. You're not going to hear my picks for a while. Um, and I did trade. Uh, gosh, I think my fourth and fifth rounder next year to just get involved a little bit more. The general reasoning behind doing that. A, fifth rounders just aren't worth all that much. It's sort of like a a pre free agency pick in this league. Um, People also get really funky in this league in the fourth and fifth round. They make a lot of picks that I don't see coming. Um, obviously, these guys know what they're doing, but they, these aren't guys that I have any real value on. I end up being active in the early part of free agency in this league. I spend money because I generally like three, four, five, six players that go undrafted. It happens every year for some reason, um, and it happened again this year. There are at least three guys I'm going to be bidding on. Um, and I'm not going to be telling you who they are on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it uh, next week. Um, anyway, uh, I like the next pick. NBC Sports Edge up in the middle of the third, 307. Uh, they take Nathaniel Dell. Interesting player, right? Because we talked about um, uh, the Rams last year uh, taking Tutu Atwell. So here's a sort of a similar player in Nathaniel Dell. Now, last year I talked about Atwell being, you know, very much of a one trick pony. Uh, more return man, more run off the defense kind of guy. He's more of a, you know, as I like to say, a, a club in your bag versus like, you know, a primary thing. You know, if, if he is, you know, he's it, if we're going by golf clubs, this guy isn't the driver. He's like the sandwich or something. But, but anyway, Nathaniel, uh, um, Nathaniel Dell, I think people could make the mistake of thinking he falls into that same category, similar team. Maybe they're just taking another bite at that apple, hoping to get that guy. But I think they got what they got in Tutu Atwell is probably close to what they thought they were getting. Maybe not the full thing. But Dell is a very different player. This guy has got much more overall skill. He's much more explosive laterally. So to me, Dell is a player who 
you know, we'll see what happens for fantasy. But to me, he's got much more fantasy upside. I like the pick here quite a bit. Um, I like the next pick too. Chase Brown, um, the Gurus at 308. Um, that's Doug Eddy. Uh, I like that pick. Um, the next pick up, the open bar takes Israel. About a Kanda, obviously one of my um, favorite value backs. Um, and then Sean Tucker, another back who I like, um, went right after that to the Gurus. So the Gurus were very active right in this spot. I like what they did quite a bit. Um, and here in the third, this is where it really hurts for me because this is a place I could easily afford to stick in. And here are three backs that I consider to be, you know, worth owning, worth rostering. Um, and hey, there they go. And I have to just sort of watch it. And that hurt. And I really like, um, really all that... Every pick that we talked about, I like every one of them. Um, Stetson Bennett up, Dynasty Happy Hour. Eh, you know, you can't knock taking a quarterback uh, in a super flex league this late. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't really see how Bennett's going to make it personally, but I, I like him as a player. He just, I just don't think there's enough there personally. Um, but you know what? I really can't knock Tyler taking him this late. Um, Zach Evans, I like a lot better. I would, if I'm Tyler, I'm taking Zach Evans there. Um, Evans is the next pick, goes to the Dynasty Bros. Um, really like it, 312. Like it a lot. Um, next up, Trey Palmer to the Sports Edge. Uh, first pick of the fourth, like it. Um, then Evan Hull, Dynasty Happy Hour. I don't know if this is where I take Hull, but I like Hull. Uh, we've t I've already talked about Evan Hull. Um, this is where he belongs, late or even later. But to me, he's a guy who should be picked in deeper leagues because he has a receiving skill set. And if he lands in the right place, um, well, obviously he... <laughs> he has landed with the Colts. You know, will you know? At least that's a back a, a backfield where the primary back is a pounder, and they don't want to take him out on early downs. So if there are snaps available, it could be as a receiving type of compliment that could help Hall. Don't mind him as a late round pick. Um, I think I like the next pick better though. And but here, Tyler made it, so you know. We could easily flip these two picks. I don't know if Tyler has one pick here. I don't know who he takes, but I like the Tucker Craft pick at 403. Um, as I've mentioned, I think I would much rather have Craft um, than Musgrave in general. <laughs> but we, given the fact that one of them is going to be a lot cheaper, I'm all over Tucker Craft. Um, I like the Xavier Hutchinson pick by the FF Dynasty. That's uh, 404. Then Scott Tyler again by the FF Dynasty um, at 405. I like it. Dynasty Nerds is then up at 406. This is 44 overall. Um, and they nail Darnell Washington. Now, I don't know if Washington's got a real problem or not. He obviously slipped. But if this knee thing ends up being just a bump, Love this pick. I mean, this is tight end premium scoring. Love this pick. Um, Eric Gray is up next from the Sports Edge. Then Michael Wilson. Um, like this pick quite a bit. This would have been my pick. Um, Warzone steps right in front of me at 45. Takes Michael Wilson. I love the... Look, is Michael Wilson going to just step on the field and wow everybody? I don't think so. I don't think so, but he has got an NFL skill set to be on the field. So the thing with Michael Wilson to me is that if this guy develops, okay, and we don't know, but if he develops, he could really be something because he's going to be a player who plays because he is such a good all-around player. He's got size and speed, and he's a really good blocker, and he's a, like, a seriously active football player who doesn't ever give up on the play. He's a great teammate. He's just one of these guys that coaches love, right? And he went to a place you know, where they need these types of players. So I like Wilson. I also like the size element combined with the smaller quarterback. So to me, Wilson's a great, great pick at 408. Um, 
and again, am I taking Michael Wilson in the second round? Freaking hell no. A, because I don't need to, and B, because, you know, he, he's a guy who needs to develop. But at 45 overall, love it. Um, and he would have been my pick, just to be totally honest. Um, so the next guy up is uh, me. I'm up for back-to-backs now. 409 and 410 picks 46 and 47. Big fun. Um, but as it turns out, I have two guys who I really like on the board. Um, Brenton Strange, who we've talked about. Um, I mean, a lot of tight ends that went after him in the NFL draft um, went ahead of him in the, in, the, in the fantasy draft. Meanwhile, to me, Strange has the makeup of a player who could become an offensive tight end. So to me, there's no way he should stick this long in a tight end premium league. Very happy to get him. Glad that I didn't have to trade up. Um, now, if Wilson had there was there, I probably would have gone Strange, Wilson, Wilson, Strange. Obviously, I've got back-to-back. doesn't matter. So Wilson was taken. I take Strange. Now I'm sitting there going, hmm, what do I want to do with this second pick? When I start looking at things, I realize, oh my gosh, Trey Tucker's still there. I like Trey Tucker quite a bit. I like his landing spot. Um, so for me... Trey Tucker. So I get Brenton Strange and, 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 and Trey Tucker with the ninth and 10th selections of the fourth round. I am very happy about that. I'm absolutely soul crushed at all the talent I've had to watch go, but I'm very happy that I was able to get these players this late. Um, then Josh Wiley, Tennessee tight end, goes after that to the film nerds, um, Aiden O'Connell to the dynasty nerds, um, Puka Nakua. Uh, to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, Dwayne McBride, which hurt a teensy bit for me, um, to the Dynasty Bros, just because he's now the only Minnesota running back that I don't have on my team. Um, Trade Calculator takes Jake Hayner, um, Justin Shorter to the uh, Fantasy Dynasty, uh, Clayton Toon to Dynasty Theory. We're now middle of the fifth round, Charlie Jones to Dynasty Nerds. I love that pick. Love that pick. Dynasty Nerds makes a lot of picks that I like. Um... And I mean, hey, you know, uh, you know, Rich Rich Dotson's just a good good player and a good owner, so it, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Um, after Charlie Jones, um, Izzy Dynasty Trade Calculator is back up. He takes At Perry. You cannot knock the value of that pick. There's just no way. That's a good solid pick. Um, and then Andre Isovius for the Gurus. Um, Chris Rodriguez to the Open Bar. That's. Um, the ninth pick of the fifth round. Obviously, you guys can follow the uh, the link and, and look at all this stuff, uh, peruse it at your own speed. And then we are the three last picks of the draft, 59, 60, 61. That's 510, 511, 512. I traded um, up uh, to get um, the 510, um, and I took uh, Tian Evans. Really happy with that pick. Really happy. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. I did not trade for that pick. I was trying to trade for the for the 509, didn't get it. They didn't take my guy, so I took Evans. Then I actually, with the same team, the open bar, I traded for the 60th um, because I didn't know what I didn't know which running back to take at 59, which is why I was trying to trade at 58. They didn't take my guy, so I took Evans. I, really, to be honest, I flipped a coin, and the minute I took Evans, I was sort of like, maybe I should have taken the other guy. So I was able to then trade for the 60th pick. Um, uh, they obviously open bar made a ton of picks. I don't think they even knew what they wanted at that point. So I think they were happy to just take a pick next year and I don't give me their pick. Um, so I took Daenerys Prince, who I like quite a bit. Um, but more, you know, more than that, I mean, he's a Kansas City running back. Something happens to Pacheco, this guy could step into a role. So I was really happy to get Daenerys Prince and Tian Evans uh, because I'm hurting at running back. Running back. 
options are what my team lacks. So to get cheap running backs who are actually on teams who have depth charts that could work out eventually for them, to me, these are no-brainer picks. Now, the next pick, I, don't, I didn't need to do this one. In fact, I gave up two picks next year, late picks, but two picks next year to make the last pick in this draft. I took Ibrahim Mohamed. The basic calculation here is, A, I really like the player. Yes, he's old. Yes, he's had an, a pretty serious injury. I liked his film last year, and he's on a team where they traded away Swift. They traded away their pounder to the Saints. So, you know, I, I'm sitting there, and yeah, Montgomery's a good back, and obviously Gibbs is a monster, but really the next guy up based on my math is this dude, um, Ibrahim Mohammed out of Minnesota, and I love the way this kid runs. Um, so... You know, it's just one of those things where I like the way the player runs. If there's one injury on the Lions' depth chart, and please don't let it be Gibbs, <laughs> but if there's one injury on the Lions' depth chart, because the Lions love to run, I mean, this is a guy last pick in the draft who I could get something out of. So I needed running back potentialities this season. I didn't want to wait to get the value next season. I'll figure next season out. I've got a deep team. I still have my first, second, and third round picks in next year's draft. So I, I felt good doing what I did. So in a draft where I basically had nothing going in, I mean, really just a couple late fourth round picks, without really spending anything but a few late rounders from um, next year, and for all I know, the league doesn't exist next year, although it's a good league, it probably will. Um, I'm able to get out of here with five players all of whom I like. The first four, I like quite a bit. So this is how I like to play drafts where I don't like my assets. Wait for things to slip. Pick up what's left late. Don't really spend anything and move on. And the good thing for me emotionally is that this draft is finally over. I've taken my pain for acquiring Devontae Adams and Mike Evans last year. The pain is over. Um, and I can move forward now. Sort of joking, sort of serious on that. Um, okay. Now, before I leave you, we're going to do a little bonus content here. Um, one of the reasons I had trouble getting this podcast going the last couple of days, A, been a little busy. B, um, as I said, the draft like wouldn't end. Like I wanted to close, I wanted to do the, you know, the closeout podcast, not, you know, I didn't want to turn it into a five podcast draft. Um, but the other thing is on Friday, the four for four dynasty um, draft started. And, you know, this is a league I'm pretty into. Um, it's got a really strong group of GMs. Everybody is either working for four for four bet sports or, or, um, you know, or used to like, like me. Um, so it's a really good league. It's an interesting league because it's a deep format. And you guys know, I love deep formats. Um, 15 starting players per team, super flex. Um, and the benches are not really huge. So it, it puts a real stress on, on the GMs to find 15 starters every week that don't stink, you know, while not giving away all your future assets, like if you trade away picks in this league, how are you going to be filling out your lineup in a couple of years? Like you need that steady influx of talent because, I mean, when you have 12 teams and 15 starters, as NFL players retire and get old, you have to replace these guys because everybody who gets old is coming out of your starting lineup. It's, it's a very challenging format. And the interesting part about it is, I don't know if this league is going to last forever, but the longer this league lasts the more compelling this format becomes in terms of, like, as, you know, the teams that went without a youth build, they're not doing too bad, but, man, when those players age, it's going to be much, 
much tougher than a typical Dynasty League to keep the train going. So this league is going to be real. I've never played in a league with this type of format. Um, you know, I played in deep leagues where there were more teams, but I've never played in a league that's just deep because the lineups are so huge. Um, now, I've played in leagues that are this deep in terms of player, players rostered, but this league, this league has more players starting than other leagues have players rostered. It's bizarre, and I love it. Um, but we're still early on. We're entering year three. I played young, trying to play the long haul, thinking, man, if you go old in this league, you're going to really get screwed for it. Um, my thought process was it was going to hurt me early. Oddly enough, even with all the freaking injuries my team has had, and it's had a lot, been a playoff team um, both of the first two years. And... Um, Really hoping to lean into year three as my team really starts to come together. Guys like Kyle Pitts should really start performing for me. Um, and running back's been a problem because I've had so many injuries. Um, it's just this long, sad, freaking story of injuries. Um, you know, last year, the, 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 the toughest ones were Rashad Penny um, and Javante Williams. Um, I was able to make a deal uh, to, to, to you know, shore up some of it. But, you know, this is a league where I think if I'm not mistaken, it's, it might be four, but I think it's three running backs mandatory to start every week. So you cannot just start more receivers or more tight ends. You have to play these crap running backs if you have injuries. And it's, you know, there's nothing on the waiver wire and, you know, people are pretty tight-fisted with the trades. So it's a challenging format. And if you have injuries at a place where you don't have depth, whew, very tough. And you can't just throw draft picks at a problem because you need those draft picks, as I said before. So it's it's an interesting format. Um, uh, unlucky for me, my team made the playoffs, got knocked out. I ended up with the seventh pick. And you really want one through six this year in this type of format. I'm sitting on the outside looking in. I tried really hard to move back from the seven. I'm not going to tell you who I was moving back for at this point. I'll tell you later. Um, two players, actually. But... I didn't feel like the seventh pick was value for the players I wanted to take because I did not want to take the guys who, in my view, are going to be going seven, eight, nine. Um, so instead of moving back, which just proved to be impossible, people were offering me chump change. People were offering me third round picks next year to move back five slots or six slots in the first round this year. Yeah, no thanks. I'd rather just reach than, than give a pick away. Um, just sort of on principle. Um, but... Um, I, I, I got a little, little trade talk going with Chris Allen, who is a guy that I've been able to trade with in the past because he's a very realistic, um, GM. He's very smart. Um, and Chris is a very analytical approach. So when you come at him with a good idea, you know, if you're willing to pay almost in any shape or form, he's willing to listen. Um, and we ended up doing a flop. I, he had the, he had the second and the third pick. Again, thinking along with me, he took Anthony Richardson second, exactly what I would have done, and then he marketed the third overall. Um, I jumped. I told him I was interested. We ended up swapping the third and the seven. I had to pay <sighs> Christian Watson for the pleasure of doing this. You guys know how much I love Christian Watson. I did manage to get back the 15th overall in the exchange. So I ended up with the three and the 15. So I traded up and back, gave up Christian Watson for the pleasure. I also had to give up Elijah Mitchell, which is not nothing. So Chris actually, in terms of the way this league works, I like what he did. He got three for two. As long as your three is a, a viable three, that's usually a good move in this league. For me, I needed to get to a point 
where running back injuries aren't going to just take me off the board. Gibbs is big in that regard. Um, that's I traded up to the three and took Gibbs. Sorry, should have mentioned that. Um, so now I have Gibbs. Um, the 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 way this draft has flowed. Here's the reason I got into this, by the way. I wanted to give you guys what I've got so far. So this is, like I said, huge rosters. You start 15 players. Really, to have any chance in this league, you need about eight receivers a week you can play. <laughs> you know, unless you're going to play like three or four tight ends or play like seven running backs or something. It's crazy. Anyway, so the way this, uh, I'm just going to go through the draft now up to this point. As I mentioned, um, First pick uh, overall is George Rotohack. Used to do the um, all of the rankings for four for four. Extremely, extremely well informed fantasy owner. He takes Bijan at the one. Obviously, there's no way to knock that. Um, you know, I mean, if I, if quarterbacks in need, I might consider Richardson there, but that's just me. Um, Richardson goes two. I take Gibbs after the trade up at three. Um, Raju Byfield at the four. I really like what he did. He moved up. And took not a quarterback. He passed on Bryce and Stroud. Took JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I just love the bold move. Probably because I did a bold move right before him, so I wanted some company. Um, but I, I really like that move uh, by Raju. Um, so, the fifth pick is Bryce Young to Matt Price. Um, I believe what who's up in the six? I think it's um, Andrew. Yes, Andrew Fleischer. Um, the guy who runs this league um, is up in the six hole. He takes C.J. Stroud. Uh, then Chris, um, who traded with me, now he has my pick at the seven. He takes Jordan Addison. Raju's back up again at the eight. Takes another bold pick in Dalton Kincaid. The first round tight end, been telling you guys. Um, and then Quentin Johnson, I think, slips a little. I love the value that Rick Camp gets at nine overall with Quentin Johnson. And that's where we're at now. So I'm sitting at the 15. Between me, um, one, two, three, four, five picks have to happen. I'll be the sixth pick that happens. Um, hopefully by the next time we chat, I'll be able to tell you guys what I do with that 15 pick or whether I may, I may have moved up. I, I am trying actively to move up three or four spots if I can. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to happen and I'm just going to have to sit there and sweat and see what happens. Um, but hey, that's not your problem. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the podcast for today. I'm not sure when I'm going to be back. Certainly at some point this week I'll be back. Um, and when I get finished with this 4 for 4 draft, I'm going to try to do sort of an updated overall board. I'll go through maybe my top 20, 30, 40 um, you know, if you guys are interested in a particular number, like how, how much depth do you want, let me know. Tell me how many players you want me to go through on Twitter. I'll see what I can do. Um, but it's fun going through these drafts because, I, you know, some of you may remember I had Silva on the podcast many times back in the day. And it, it, one day I just sort of floated something to Evan. I wasn't sure if he was going to look at me like I was a fucking moron. But I said to him, I said, you know, sometimes... I set my board and I feel like I know exactly what I think about my board and I feel really good about it. And then I go into like my first draft and I start overruling my own damn rankings and I change my board during a draft. And it happens a lot. In fact, it happens every year. And I sort of pause and I'm like, Evan, am I crazy? And I thought Evan was going to say, dude, you're crazy. You know, what are you doing? Why don't you just rank them right from the get-go? And he got it. He's like, no, man, it's just, I think it's... He said, I do the same exact thing. And what we both agreed on, essentially, is that you don't really know what you truly think 
there's your analytical rankings and then there's like either your heart or your sub brain or that you know whatever that thing is your true belief will come out in the moment when you actually have to hit select when you have to highlight the player and click draft your true feeling somehow can float up to the top um, and I've sort of found that in these drafts where on my board it says I should want player X and all of a sudden player Y feels like the right move. Then I will sort of go back and look at it. Why am I, why am I feeling this way? And, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes the truth can float up in the actual moment. Uh, and that has already happened to me a little bit in these drafts. Um, you know, I think rationally, I, you know, well, you know what, we, I'll go into it later. But... That is the process I'm going through now, and that's one of the reasons why I don't want to post my rankings, because as I go through these drafts, the rubber is meeting the road for me, and I'm finding out who are the players I really, really want. Anyway, some of you may be like, okay, pizza whack job. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, I'm just trying to be honest. Um, anyway, um, if you guys have any comments on that, please drop them, let me know. I'd love to hear more. Um, from the people who are listening on Twitter, let me know what kind of stuff you want. Um, this podcast is for you guys, whoever the hell is listening. Um, so, you know, I'd like to tailor it um, more to my listeners. And, you know, I want to give the people what they want. So please, um, comments, questions. Um, again, if you guys are having, you know, moments and drafts where you're like, crap, I'm sort of frozen, hit me on Twitter. I, I'll get involved. I'll, I'll give you a second opinion. Anyway, um, we're getting close to 30 minutes on this thing, and I don't want to go over a half hour. Um, so good luck in all your drafts. I'll be back sometime in the next couple days. Apart from that, onward, upward, giddy up. So anyway, I told him I was in a van. He said, oh yeah, oh yeah.